my god, it feels good to be recording again. Finally, we're back. Finally back. I'm back back from vacation. Back from vacation. I'm back from the in-laws being in town. Yeah, we're here we are. The Matt on Matt podcast, episode 11. Uh, Welcome back to our little world. Once. <laughs> Go Ace. <laughs> Go Ace. Man, I have been lost in a world of of what? Wedding planning. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> AKA I've been hearing a lot about wedding planning yeah. from her. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yep, sounds good. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's a world that's foreign to me. She works in it. She yeah. makes our living in it. So. Hopefully we have to do it once, so. Yeah, I know. If I have to do it twice, it's going to be, the second time's going to be a courthouse wedding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, It'll only be once. My Wi-Fi is back. Oh, God. I've literally read like half of Moby Dick <laughs> I without, offered, without Wi-Fi. I offered to let Matt sleep at my apartment so he could have Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, we, it was just gone. I, I It had been like shitty before I went out of town. Yeah. And then I got back and it, my roommate was just like, it's gone. I don't know what happened. It's just gone. <laughs> I've lost it. I'm sorry. And we, we were trying to set up appointments and it just kept like, they kept blowing us off. Um... But, you know, we were, it worked out. That's Tur- good. Turns out the whole thing was totally, like, cooked. All of our wires, something just went wrong. Just old. Just old. Just like, old like, shit. I mean, who knows how long those cables have been there. Good like, lord, like, I mean, truly. do you know what year your building was built? Uh, no. Probably, I would say the 40s or 50s, maybe? Probably even earlier than that. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last place, that shit, that last shithole I lived in, yeah. that was built in, like, 1917. Really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, when it was on Hamburg Avenue instead of Wilson Avenue. Jesus Christ. Because it was named after some, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up 1917, oh, no, they, he stole all the you know hamburgers, fucked up. You, son of a bitch. You know what's fucked up is that they changed that, um, the, that... That street name to Woodrow Wilson. Really? After Woodrow, and he's like a really famous racist. And, and it's in that an is, ethnic enclave. That is an that that was like a very black neighborhood for a very long time. Oh and, my god! And I and I feel like they did that on purpose. They probably did. People like this city's been full of terrible people for a long time. And, and like the the good thing about the internet and kind of the woke age is that I'm learning like. How blatant some shit was. Oh, yeah, they didn't give a shit. Like, they, they were just like, where the black people stay? <laughs> <laughs> On Hamburg. Let's change the, let's change the name to the, to the racist president. Oh, my God, I yeah. Mean, like, like, like uh, I, I remember, and I'm only referencing, like, the, these big protests that happened, like, years back at Yale, whenever they were trying to, like, change the name of a, I think of a, a mostly uh, POC, like, like dormitory that was named after Woodrow Wilson also. Uh, and they were like, yo, like this dude was racist. Why is he, and why is he the name of our building? And Yale was just like, where Yale? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean racist? Tradition. <laughs> Traditions. Racism is tradition and we're Yale. Um, they, Give I us think a they, lot of money. I think they eventually changed it, but it was, but I, I didn't know that about Woodrow Wilson until until I heard about all that. And wow. it's really screwed up. 
Like, that guy was awful. I did not know any of this. This is an awful, and awful racist all, man. This all started with your Wi-Fi going out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, we're back on the tangents. We're, we're back, back on the tangents. <laughs> we are truly back in we're, the Matt on Matt podcast. <laughs> My ADD's firing off. It's, uh... <laughs> well, you know, speaking, you know, we're back. Um, it's been a while. Uh, been a while. I think, I think it's been a week and a half, maybe, week since we recorded. Yeah. So it might be about two weeks, but by the time this comes out, yeah. you guys have been sitting there salivating and yep. waiting. Yep. And my God, I'm so sorry. I yeah. feel so bad for you I people. I feel so bad for everybody. Mostly yeah. because I've been talking about this podcast for the last week and a half, and, and nobody's gotten a new episode yet. I know. I've been drilling it. I've been drilling They're it. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a podcaster. I pitched my podcast in jury duty. Oh, really? When you have, oh, I forgot you had jury duty. Yeah, when you have to Why talk. Why did we put that on the fucking... I don't know. I forgot. What When you have to talk about yourself, I'm like, Matt, I'm Matt Beria. I have a podcast called the Matt on Matt podcast. Yeah. It's a comedy and pop culture podcast. Uh, people think we're pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. Um, <laughs> so no, what was jury duty arrested. like? Tell me... Tell me Tell, give me give me the hot deets. Did you get anything info about the about the trial? Yeah, some dude choked his girlfriend out in Penn Station. Um, she survived. She survived. Yeah. Okay. She's not testifying though, and there were some potential jurors that had a huge problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would say I have a problem with that. They were. They were. They had a huge. Some of the potential jurors had a. Because I want to know if she had been like influenced. Yeah, they they have um, they had a huge problem with. with the fact that she wasn't testifying. And the only people that were testifying were police officers. Yeah, that's a little weird. But then again, we also didn't see any of the evidence. Okay. Like, it may just be blatant as hell. There may even, it may be like your jury duty case. Right. Where it's you just camera. had a video of it. God, that was so <laughs> awful. For, for people who don't know, I, a couple years ago, and you know what's super, anyway, I served on a murder trial. Like, I was a juror on a murder trial. I that's sent a dude nuts. away. For a long time. Yeah. And the most fucked up part is that I do not remember that man's name. Well, I mean, it was a very clear case of murder. Yeah, and we were just like, he was just there to have his day in court. Yeah, like that, like, like He was just wasting everyone's time. <laughs> he, he was he, literally, he didn't even want, he didn't want to plead not guilty. He wanted to plead, he wanted us to convict him of manslaughter. He wanted us to, like, take it from first-degree murder to manslaughter. And his whole defense was, that bitch was crazy. Of course I accidentally killed her. Oh, my God. Like, like even though, like, you can see it. I mean, this is a little brutal. But, I, like, I watched him cut her throat on on camera. Oy vey. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's, uh, so, my so, social media so is... Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of cutting people's throats on camera... You can find us at the Matt on Matt podcast, the Matt on Matt pod, Matt on the Matt on Matt pod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yep. You can email, you can email us your questions. Nobody's done this Ugh. yet. Why won't you people do this they for us? us. Um, we just, they don't trust us. All we want to do is love you and make fun of your situation. Not make fun of. We want to advise. Exactly. And we want to give of. advice. <laughs> and if your situation is stupid. So it's the Matt on Matt pod at gmail.com. I'm at Matters on Instagram, at Twitterfield on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook, but I don't. I'm probably not going to add you. Um, <laughs> at MattBeery06 at Yahoo.com. Yeah. At MattBeery06 on Instagram and at MattBeery06 on Twitter. Yeah. And if you add me on Facebook, I might give it an ad, but I'm going to thoroughly search your page. And if there's any pro-Trump stuff, I'm not adding you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, suckers. If you voted for you Ted know, Cruz, see you later, bud. I um, I I today um. Added somebody that like I, I somebody just added me out of nowhere. Yeah, and ended up, I ended up getting a, an acting gig from it. So, so, oh, so I might. So, if you're gonna hire me, I might add you. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Lead with the potential job. Come in hot with um, that acting role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. That'll be um, cool. And you know, speaking of what was cool, yeah, <laughs> West Virginia, West Virginia, Mountain that, Mama. That's where I've been for. That's where I went for about uh, a little less than a week. It was pretty great. I went for a family reunion. I gotta say, it felt like a lot longer than a week. It was from Wednesday to Monday. I can't believe you were away from me for that long. It it did feel a lot a long like a long time. I was able to read two books while I was there. Oh my god! Two like full novels. <laughs> What'd you read? Uh, I read uh, Chris two Christopher Moore books. He's my favorite author. I read his newest book is called Noir. Uh-huh. And it's pretty fucking amazing. It's probably my favorite of his. Nice. He just gets better and better with every book. He's he's an amazing writer. I didn't mean um, to send you off on a tangent. About no, it's okay. Books, you but... you asked me what I read, and then I also <laughs> read uh, another book of his called The Serpent of Venice, which is like this ridiculous fan fiction that he's written that where Merchant of Venice and Othello are all taking place at the same time due to the conspiratorial. Um, through the conspiracies and setups and hijinks set up by the fool from King Lear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And there's a lot of dragon fucking. <laughs> the fool fucks a dragon. I've got to read this. It's pretty weird. i got to read this slash it There's like 20 pages of this fool being chained to a wall and fucking a dragon. i got to read this and then <laughs> adapt it into a movie. Oh, Marco Polo shows up. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Why wouldn't Marco He shows Polo up and he has gunpowder. And, 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 like, and everyone's like, and Othello's like, you have gunpowder? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. He, uh, he, like, in, he like ends up, uh, uh, who cares what he does? Read the book. Um, read, the, read the fucking book. Uh, but we, you know, we went sightseeing. There was a lot of driving around. The thing about West Virginia is that, as, you know, as the crow flies, the, the general store is one mile away, but... You're not a fucking crow, so you gotta drive through those goddamn <laughs> mountains. The crow <laughs> so you gotta drive thirty minutes anywhere you wanna be in West Virginia, minimum. Look, um, looking for a text that you sent me while you were there. Yeah. And I just it makes me realize that how was, much we text. Yeah. Well that was um that was uh that I texted you because we went to Spruce Knob, which is the highest point in West Virginia well in the mountains. Yeah. Um, and we went on, for some fucking reason, uh, I guess, well, not some fucking reason, there's just literally nothing else to do, uh, but we went during a rainstorm, <laughs> and um, it was actually pretty beautiful. It like Like, that park is really well maintained, and you get to the highest point, you get to a lookout point, and you can just see from, even in the clouds, with the clouds everywhere, you could still just see for miles and miles... 
and all wow. and like you know all the country roads and all this stuff. But then as we started to leave, it really started to come down, like really hard. And my parents decided that they wanted to take the back road home. And I texted Matt just saying, if I die... I found it, and I'll read this. Tell me what I said. You said, headed down a one-lane road from the top of West Virginia's tallest mountain in a motherfucker of a rainstorm. (laughs) You get Frank if I die, lol. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, I'll love him as if he were my own. Exactly, which is why you would have gotten him. To which you replied, oh my god, I'm just going to read these because this is too good. (laughs) Okay. You said, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Good lord, I hear banjos. <laughs> he said, this is Harry. I'm I'm being quiet about it to my parents, but the road we just took was terrifying. <laughs> at, at one point, we drove past this blown out cabin and some dude just appeared next to the cabin, covered in mud from face to feet, yeah! and tried to wave us down. <laughs> He's like, come over here! And you put in quotations, go fuck yourself, Cleo. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this dude just came out of nowhere and he's just like, come over here. We're just like, no. <laughs> you don't squeal like a pig, boy. Like, good. What was that guy doing? Right? Why is he covered in mud? Why is he covered in mud? What the fuck the is co- going on? Plus, his property was full of like about six car skeletons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just like on cinder box, uh, uh, trucks, you know. I know somebody we went to college with whose yard looks like that, but I won't mention him. Anyway. uh, (laughs) I think I know who you're referencing. Uh, Yeah, you do. um, (laughs) Uh, Speaking of hillbillies covered in mud. Yeah. We just watched something stellar. Yeah. Dude. This is making me hopeful for the future because I've already bought this game. We just watched the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm not a big video game guy. Yeah, yeah. It's not the trailer, it's gameplay. Oh, it's gameplay. Yeah, it's gameplay. Yeah, I guess it's sort of a trailer, but it's... this shit looks amazing. God. These guys, Rockstar is just like on a different level. They changed everything. They're on a different level. Do you remember when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out? Yes. And... And And I had it, of course. My my police officer father bought it for me for Christmas. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And Vice City. Wow. Vice Vice City is like one of my favorite games I ever played. I didn't play a ton of games. I wasn't a big time gamer. Yeah. But Vice City was so good. Oh so my good. God. You know why and the radio good, right? stations in the cars is how I fell in love with eighties music. You know why <laughs> Vice City is good, right? Why? It's Scarface. Pretty much. Yeah. No, it's literally Scarface. Yeah. Like almost scene for scene. Really? It's Scarface. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. When, me and my buddy. I'm not a big I, Scarface I remember, fan. Me and my buddy Zach. Zach pointed it at my friend, who I grew up with. He pointed it out to me. And we watched Scarface like three times in a row one night, like, uh, and played Vice City while we we had like two TVs set up, uh-huh. and it's it's like almost exactly the same, which oh, is wow. why Vice City is so fucking good. I would you always just get to be Tony Montana. I would always put in all the cheat codes and oh just, yeah, it just oh, fuck just, shit up. Just unlimited health, just unlimited fuck. ammo. Yeah, yeah. yes. Just. Flying cars, exploding cars. Yes. You remember exploding? Like yes. you bump a car and it just blows up. Of course. Oh my god. Just gunning people down left and right. And this is like Red Dead. For the, I mean, I think everyone listening to this probably knows, but Red Dead Redemption is a cowboy game. Oh yeah. Um, but set up with a similar engine as like Grand Theft Auto, and so uh, like in terms of like gameplay, it looks like in this we're gonna have heists. 
from what I saw whenever you saw them looking at the map, yep. uh, which is from GTA Five, and one of the best parts of GTA Five is the heist. Uh, looks like like the the attention to detail in the movement and like the graphics and the environment is just insane. Like that snow. Remember that those yeah. snow drifts they were walking through, and then the mud during that fight in the town. Guys, you got to get on. You got to get on YouTube and watch this stuff. And if you have a friend with an enormous television, like I, me, I, yes, I would recommend <laughs> going. <laughs> if you have a telling friend, him over and over again, we need to watch this. If you have a this. friend with 4K Ultra HD, 55 inch <laughs> television, then you should go to his house. Yes, and watch <laughs> this awesome gameplay. Don't come to my house. I'm so, but go to his house. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> Not yeah. your house. I mean your friend. <laughs> Find that friend. It's like having a friend with a boat. You don't need a boat. You got a friend with a boat. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to pay for the upkeep. Yep. yep. There's not really upkeep on the television, but Whatever. anyway. Um, moving right along. Moving this along. Though, this game looks phenomenal. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of this game that Andrea's been super into, right. Detroit Become Human. Uh-huh. Holy crap. Anybody out there that yeah. doesn't know about Detroit Become Human... This whole game, so one playthrough is a 10 hours. Yeah, I can't believe I've never heard of this game. So it's all motion capture. Uh-huh. They took three, they shot mocap for three years. The script is thousands of pages long. There's three main characters. And there's like 50 or 60 different endings for each character. That's insane. So imagine watching a 10-hour movie. And throughout the movie, you get to make decisions that influence where the movie goes. Huh. And it's the most amazing graphics. The storylines are intense. The, God, the storylines are just so fucked. Yeah. Just like from the three things that we, three or four things that we just watched, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. Andrea is poor child actors. Andrea is addicted to watching playthroughs on YouTube. <laughs> I've gone to work and come home seven hours later, and she, I was like, "Are you watching Detroit?" And she's like, "Shut up." <laughs> That's funny. No, nah, it's good stuff though. Yeah, um, I can't watch it nearly as much as she does, but it's yeah, good shit. I, I haven't really gotten into the watching gameplay thing. With this, it's different because with this, it really is like watching a movie. Yeah, and especially if you. If you okay. like a certain YouTuber, like um, if you're really into PewDiePie, you watch his gameplay is completely different from Jacksepticeye's gameplay. Or you can watch one of the lead characters from Detroit Become Human. You can watch him play it through as well. The guy that plays Connor. You All can right. watch him play it through All on right. Twitch. It's It's really interesting. It's really fun. And he always drops in these little tidbits about Twitch how they made YouTube it. YouTube that you pay for, right? Well, I mean, they put their Twitch up here. It's just you don't watch it live on Twitch. You just watch it later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you sponsor people on Twitch. Do you have to? Do you have? I don't know. You don't have to. You can just watch. Okay. But a lot of people sponsor people. You Big news, actually, with YouTube. What? YouTube has opened up sponsorships. Oh, good. So now YouTubers, YouTubers can make money without the ads. Let's get on YouTube. Huh? <laughs> Let's get yes, definitely. Let's get on YouTube. Oh, but you can send us money, by the way, yeah, dude. Like, I'm so I'm so open to that. If you if you want to do that, you feel free. Like, I really want to start a Patreon for this podcast. <laughs> I'm down for like, that. Dad, send me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anybody out there listening, 
Send us money. The six people that I know listen <laughs> who have really good jobs. No, this, this is going to get better. We're I'm, we're about to go balls deep into marketing and pushing this thing because yeah. I think we've got something good here. Yeah, we might as well. And speaking of having something good, tell me, I had a killer steak. Yeah, I know you did. Your in-laws were in town. The Hummers came to town. Jeff and Joyce mm-hmm. came to town, and I've been on a diet, as yeah. you know. I'm currently down eh, 25 pounds. What? Yeah, 25 pounds. Okay. I'm crushing it. Okay. I can give you the numbers, I just but I don't want to say them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at his body in a really creepy way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. I can you're tell. Still, you're still supple for me. Hey, you know what? It's going to be, hey, buddy, I got like two more people to lose before you really notice it. <laughs> I got two more whole men to lose, all right? <laughs> Grown men. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the anyway, Hummers were in town. Anyway, fuck your diet. You went to Pete Luger's. We went to Peter Luger's. So here's the funniest part about this whole story. Yeah. Is I, through my years of working in the office, 20 times, me and my boys would call day, try to get a day of reservation on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, yeah. Monday. Just try to get a day of reservation because we wanted to go to Peter Luger's. We wanted to do it together as a team. We could never... Over the years, we tried countless times. Could never. The day of, that morning, Andrea texts me and says, call, see if you can get a reservation to Peter Luger's. Knowing that it wasn't going to happen. I called 15 times that day. Not once could I even get through. Jeff? What happened? Jeff, Andrea's dad, he calls the first time, gets through, and gets a reservation. Wow. Insane. Wow. I've never seen it happen. He got... Same day reservation at Luger's. That's great. It was amazing. That place is so old school and yeah. so like, I don't know. I've never been, so I can't. I can't really talk about an experience I've had there. I mean, everything is perfect. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be flashy. It's I just like walked you go around to... a couple of times, and it, I've walked by it and driv- driven by it a couple of times, and it just yeah. looks so old school and so. It like, is. It is, but cla- in like the like, perfect way. Yeah. It's it's kind of bare bones. The interior, the decoration looks like a German beer hall. But they, they have a shitload of chandeliers, though. Mm, they have chandeliers. I, I didn't notice any chandeliers. I don't know. I mean, they have lights. Okay. <laughs> I don't anyway. know. I was too busy worried about the steak. Right. It's but not- um, it's like you know, you go to these places in the city. Like there's specifically this place called STK. Uh-huh. And I'll put this on blast. Yeah. I don't give a don't shit. At me, don't bro. at me, bro. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is why we work. Anyway. Anyway. STK, you go in there, and it's the most gorgeous decorations you've ever seen in a restaurant. The wait staff and the bar staff are all fucking models. Yeah. Everything is amazing. And then the steak is mediocre at best. Just hot garbage. Yeah. You go into Luger's. And it's like you're walking into 1865. Yes. It's old school as shit. Yes. The waiters are all old men. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. I hear they're all like just like just these. Ugh, oh, like like they eat steak every fucking day. What well, do you want to and eat? And they hate it. But they. <laughs> you want the beer? Okay. Well, or what's the beer list like? Uh, it's very minimal. Okay. Everything's pretty minimal. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you go there, you're either you're either they're drinking. Like we got, they're like we we have what we have. Pretty much. Do you want what we have? They have your pretty much your standard beer selections and then a few German beers. Okay. But the German beers are really good. I would suggest getting the German beers. Yes, they have they have a good wine list. Okay. Obviously. I mean, it's a steakhouse. You have I mean, to. Yeah. But the you know, 
the sides are phenomenal. The cream spinach, the German fried potatoes, out of this world. I'm getting hungry. Uh, the steak was phenomenal. I mean, that's not uh, the uh, steak is phenomenal. But the uh, the bacon, the Oof. thick fat bacon, Shut up. out of this world. Oh my god! And then uh, you get to the the pièce de résistance, the steak. Yeah. The porterhouse for two. Porterhouse. We, me and Andrea split a porterhouse for two. Jeff and Joyce split a porterhouse for two. Ugh. And it's just, I, it's on a whole nother level of food. And hungry. like, my favorite restaurant I've, in the world is Harry's in Financial District. Yeah. Harry's steak is very close to Luger's. Okay. But Luger's is thicker. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the whole ambiance of the entire experience, but... There's something about Luger's, man. It's just special. It's well, it's special. also like an, an, a New York institution. Like, it is. Like, it's been around since the 1800s, right? Yeah, it's been, it's over 100 years old. I remember it was one of the last places. 125 years old. I knew this. This year. Okay. I, I knew this before I even lived in this city. Um, I They were one of the last, like, holdouts of places where you could smoke indoors. Yeah. Like, they, they were like, no, we will smoke. <laughs> Fuck you. All we do is drink wine and eat red meat. We're Peter Lugers. Do you think that we care about people's health? What do you? It's like when it's like when McDonald's, it's like when McDonald's has a salad. It's like why? Shut up! You're at McDonald's. Go to hell! <laughs> you're already there. You're at McDonald's. Yeah, you're already you're at in Pete hell. Lugers, just have a cigar. Yeah, have, have a cigarette. You just ate you just, three pounds of steak. Yeah, of well marbleized, <laughs> premium grade A, prime twenty eight day dry aged on prem steak. Oh, it sounds so. Tasty. The meal of the kings, the meal of the gods. It's just, it's, I, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and the Hummers loved it. Good. We loved it. What else did y'all do while they were here? Um, uh, Andrea and her mom went and got her dress to the dress fitting to get her Ooh. dress uh, tailored. <laughs> Girl looking good in that dress. Let Ooh. me tell you. You saw it? Don't look at her. Hey, dude. We're, do- we're non-traditional. We do right. what we do. You do whatever you do, we man. We do what we do. We're non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Not everybody moves halfway across the country together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they did that. Andrea bought some shoes for the wedding. Um, you know, we just kind of... Family shit. Yeah, family stuff. But yeah. it was a really great time. The Hummers are really, really good people. That's essentially what West Virginia was like. It was just family time. Yeah. We stayed in um, this awesome little town called Davis. I actually was there just thinking, like, it would be fucking kind of cool to live here during the summer. Oh, yeah? Not the winter. Oh, no, my God. God, no. But, but the... Like, it would be fucking cool. Like, it's just so chill. Just take a summer sabbatical. Oh, it's just so, Study like, abroad in the woods. It's just, like, it rains every day, and then <laughs> the sun comes back out. It's just nice. Oh, and yeah. It's quiet. And you should do, like, you know, you should move there in the winter and do Rocky. Ooh. And just, like, drag tree trunks in the snow. I want to shout out to a place that I went to in Davis called Stumptown Ales. Stumptown Ales? Best beer I've ever had in my Wait, life. Wait, is this the place you told me about? Yes. That of all, you went to West Virginia and found yes, the, the, the hipster sep- bar. The hipster bar. I found the hipsters. He found the septum piercing. They were literally right around the corner from the uh, Airbnb we were staying in. <laughs> and it was like I walk in and people are covered. They're all coming in off their bikes. 
They're fixed gears. No, they didn't have fixed gears. They're, they're, they're in the mountains. Okay. You can't do that. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, they're covered in tattoos. They got septum piercings. It's it's all craft. All the beer is made in-house. They got those little hats on with the short bill. Yeah. You know yeah, what Well, I'm you can about. get a flat top hat. You can get all this, like, <laughs> stupid merchandise. Um, me and my dad got some... Well, my dad got this stupid rubber cup. He thought it was so cool. And I was like, he was like, you want one? And I was like, no. <laughs> uh, but I had the best beer in my life I've ever had. It's called the Holy Citra. It's uh-huh. a double IPA. And I know that sounds gross. That sounds disgusting. But it, but Matt, it tasted like, like if beer were like an orange juice. It was oh like God. citrusy and like really light and really easy to drink. And, uh-huh. and like... Eight percent alcohol. Holy shit! So, so like when I hear double IPA, I immediately get turned off. No, me too. like I'm not a I'm I'm a fan of that when I'm hanging out with my dad. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're not like pounded beers, right? And we're having and I mean we definitely kind of pounded some beers, but <laughs> but <laughs> I forget I forget Scott's a hoot. It was funny. Uh, we got home after being out, and my mom and me and my dad were making noise. Uh, whenever we walked into the Airbnb and uh, my mom goes, she looked at me and she goes, did you get him drunk? <laughs> and then I, I looked at him and I go, he paid, he got me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Stumptown Ales. Uh, I want to kind of find them on social media and maybe get, a, get, get some love from them because they're like, I really fucking love that shit. That's awesome. I mean, um, we'll, we'll tag them. Went to uh, my uh, cousin Gary's. Um, he's like my second cousin, I think. My mom's cousin. Whatever yeah. that relation is. Uh, he He's a baker. I forget the name of the place, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll look it up. But uh, but he he's a baker at this like coffee shop that was really nice and went to all these weird antique stores. I don't know. Like, West Virginia is awesome. And, it, and nobody's there, which is honestly the biggest perk. <laughs> just get away from all these fucking people. <laughs> and just listen to silence. Like, it's just so relaxing and so nice. Went to a family reunion up that weekend. Saw my, saw all my old cousins. Went to a bluegrass festival where bluegrass you were festival. not allowed to drink. Big sign out front. The Picket on Parsons Festival. Big sign out front. No drugs. No alcohol. We're all just like, why are we at the Bluegrass Festival? <laughs> we, that was kind of a, I don't know, that was kind of a bust. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, um, and it was because of that. It was absolutely because of that. Like, yeah. Like Puritan shit. Like they were, they were yeah, just. Yeah, get out of here with your fucking judgy it, shit. We, we, we get there and the half the place is fucking empty, but it's full of lawn, empty lawn chairs under this pavilion. And it rains every fucking day in West Virginia. And, and and we're like, so where do we... We look at the lady with the, like... She's kind of the usher, I guess you would call her. Uh, we're like, where do we sit? And she just goes, well, if you want to sit in one of these chairs, you can sit in them. But if their owners come, you have to get up. And what had happened was they'd open this festival, or they'd open the camp on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And all these old motherfucking Parsons people just came in put their chairs down and left. That is the most old person thing I've ever heard. In and my everyone's life. just like sitting down, reading the newspaper, like doing Sudoku, like reading books list with while, while this beautiful music is being ding, played. Ding, 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 like like ding. literally like some of the most amazing bluegrass I've ever heard in my life. And no, and it just seemed like nobody gave a shit. And then it's, and it's like, you know, I bet if we had a couple of beers, 
people will be having a little more fun. A tad bit more of a hoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's some drugs as well. Maybe a little marahoochie. I just hear it like, I've heard, I'm not, I'm not going to out my parents, but they've told me some fucking wild stories about bluegrass festivals in West Virginia in the 70s. <laughs> like, like a barn setting on fire and cars exploding and all this oh shit. Oh my god. Sprinkled with, you know, the 70s. Oh yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of body hair and yeah. mind expansion. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I, so I was going into that festival kind of with, not with that mindset, not expecting to see anything like that, but I thought it was going to be more fun. Right. I don't know. But it wasn't. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. The rest of the weekend was great. You got to see a bunch of family that I don't that I haven't seen in years. The funniest thing about my senile granny aunt kept calling me fat. Oh well. F- what are we gonna do with you? <laughs> How old are you? Thirty. Oh, okay. It's okay to have some weight when you're thirty. <laughs> it's like thanks, June. Thirty-two though. <laughs> thanks, June. The funny thing about being around older family you know like the hummers yeah are phenomenal people like they are way too good to me yeah like they're they're actually good people yeah i'm not a good person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm good enough yeah i guess to marry their daughter yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no i you know I, my interests vary whatever okay sure. yeah. so anyway they listened to the podcast. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! I know. What did they? Th- what did they say? Um, I when they said we've listened to it, I was like, oh, I was mortified. Clinch? It yeah. was total tight butthole. Ooh. I was not. I was like, I never intended for y'all to listen to this. Oh no! They're like, yeah, we only listened about fifteen minutes. I'm like, I'm surprised you made it that far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her dad was like, I don't know. You guys ever think about telling some jokes? <laughs> All right. Here's a joke for you. You really got to hand it to a blind prostitute. There's a joke. Uh, oh, man. It, that cracked me up. And yeah. I'm thinking of like us sitting here doing who's on first or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. This guy, and you'll meet him at the wedding. He's got a plethora of sure. Aggie jokes. Oh, good. Oh, just amazing. He says um, he's gonna leave them to me when he dies, because <laughs> I've got the I've got the chutzpah, <laughs> I've got the magnetism to to Aggie tell these jokes. Aggie jokes. He and I are a lot alike. That's such an old person <laughs> thing from Texas. Aggie jokes. Oh yeah, I haven't. That's so funny. My favorite Aggie joke is, "Oh wow, you, you went to A and I'm so proud of you. It only <laughs> took you this long to tell me." <laughs> My favorite Aggie joke of all time is. A Longhorn, a Red Raider, and an Aggie go camping in the woods. Mm -hmm. The Longhorn brings some food. Uh The uh, Red Raider brings some water. Uh The Aggie brings a car door. Oh, okay. So uh, they come across this man in the woods, and he's like, Hey, what'd you bring? Longhorn says, I brought some food so we can eat when we're hungry. What'd you bring, Red Raider? I brought some water so I can, you know, drink when we get thirsty. Yeah. Uh, Aggie, did you bring a car door? Yeah, I brought a car door. I figured if we get hot, we can just roll the window down. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Stupid fucking Aggies. Oh, God. Get out of here. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, 12th man. You're not the fucking Harvard of the South, no matter how much you want to be. You're a bunch of slapdicks. Get out of here. Cloning cows. Your football team sucks 
dick, yeah, dude. That's like, really very true. Get out of here. And, it, and I, they've never been good. They've never been good. They've been never like, once. It was like they win nine games and it's like burn down the yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won the national title in 1939. And they oh. still sing about it. Oh my god. One time so their fight song is all about UT. Yeah, all about UT. And they won't and they, now they refuse to play UT. They won't play them anymore. Why? Because they keep losing? UT got a television network and they didn't What? Exactly. As if what bunch of nerds, bunch of losers, bunch of hillbillies. Figure if we get hot. Figure if we get hot, just roll window down. Tell you what. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god. So uh, one time me and my dad, we went back to Texas City to go to high school football playoff game. You know, huge deal in Texas City. And we had great guy, great players. One of them is now playing for the Houston Texans. Just awesome football players. Him and his twin brother played for the Longhorns. Um, so they're playing. And mm-hmm. they're really good. They have a chance to win state. And these three guys behind us who my dad has known, and they're all Aggies, throughout the whole first quarter... They're, this is the year Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Throughout the whole first quarter, they didn't talk about anything but Aggie football. We've got a high, we got a playoff game going on on the field, and they're sitting there talking about Aggie football the whole time. <laughs> My dad turns around to him and goes, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we got a pretty good game going on on the field right here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, Hal. Sorry. Sorry, Hal. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyway, I want to stop talking about AM. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. We're giving them way too much notoriety. So I just did something. <laughs> oh, the, you had an experience. I had an experience. <laughs> I told Matt, let's do it. Matt Butterfield just joined me in watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, buddy. Oh, baby. And I didn't hate it. He didn't hate it. He had I a good it was time. Funny. <laughs> I thought it was fun and funny and like. Awesome. It was fun. It was, it was cool. great. So the match he watched is probably the third biggest match of the year in the New Japan universe. It was the finals of the G1 Climax Tournament. The G1 Climax Tournament happens once a year. It's a round-robin tournament. Um, A block, B block, uh, everybody wrestles everybody to accumulate points towards the block finals. And the winners of the block finals go on to face each other in the grand final to become the G1 Climax champion. The G1 Climax champion gets to challenge in the main event at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom. They get to challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in the main event of the biggest show of the year. Cool. So this is this is huge stuff, man. This is All not right. just another show. I didn't I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just I thought it was another show. That's why it was all the pomp and circumstance and all the fanfare. Well, there, he got a big trophy. At the he end got of a it. big trophy and a flag and. Who won? Hiroshi ace. Tanahashi. Go Ace. Go Ace. The <laughs> Ace of the Universe. The Fighting Spirit. The Iron Will of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Overcame the Golden Star Kota Ibushi. These two men are phenomenal. Kota Ibushi represents the new age of J- New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hiroshi Tanahashi is widely considered the John Cena of Japan. He's sure. a huge star, tons of success. Um, he's a rock star. Do you think that he'll ever like get, go mainstream in the States? Tanahashi, no. No? No, Tanahashi, he's older now. Okay. So I think he's... What's clo- older in the wrestling world? 
40. Okay. Yeah. That guy's 40? That guy's 40. Shit. Yeah. Um, he's 40 now. He's so cemented and so synonymous with Japan. I just don't think he would do it. And I don't think it would read well. I don't think it would translate well. Sure. So, I don't know. Um, if he did, I'd be absolutely shocked. Yeah. But this, I mean, they... It was cool. They had a great, great match. It was interesting. I have to say, match. like, I mean, I'm a complete outsider when it comes to this. I've watched wrestling a couple of times with you. Yeah. Uh, or, like, one time with you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, like, maybe a few times growing up. Um, uh, but it was, like, the Japan thing is interesting. Like, that crowd is really interesting. I thought it's funny. They're, they're all seated the entire time. They're very quiet at the beginning. And they gradually get louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And they all cheer out for every, like, every time somebody hits somebody, they're like, oh, 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 oh. oh. And, it, like, and it's a huge stadium full of, like, 10,000 people or maybe yeah. even more. This was at the Budokan, so it was, like, 15,000 people. Ow! Yeah, wow. completely sold out. Jesus the Tokyo Dome show that Christ. they were fighting to get to—that's fifty thousand people. Wow. Yeah, that was it's that's un- crazy. it's amazing. That's crazy. WrestleMania that I went to in New Orleans was eighty thousand in the Superdome. I believe that though. That's WWE. That's WWE, yeah. and like, I mean, I know what WWE is. You right. Know what I mean, like, I know who some of those guys right. are. New Japan's making huge headways in the States, too. They just did 12,000 people at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Damn. Yeah, they're killing it, man. That's so cool. That's, that's I mean, it's really interesting. Yeah. I got it. I mean, it's part of it. It is, I don't know. I'm going to be honest, and I'm not going to try and get an argument. Okay. But there, But there is, it is a little weird to suspend the disbelief when they don't block punches to the face. Well, that's a very specifically Japanese thing. Oh. It's called the fighting spirit. Okay. So it's they will stand toe to toe and take each other's best blow, and the man who can't come back from the other's best blow. I see. Is because they kept going, come here, come yeah. here, and then and then like elbowing each other in the yeah. fucking jaw, and it's just like, I mean, it's, and obviously it's like, the you standoff. Can see them like, yeah. you can see them like acting, but or, but like uh, I, I I don't know. I thought that was. A little weird. And I didn't, I didn't know that the, like it was a whole Japanese thing. Yeah, it's the the uh, strong style is what it's called. Okay. It's all about the iron will, the fighting spirit of yeah. the Japanese people. Yeah, because they're all... And, they're fighters. Oh, yeah. And the crowd... Um, it's funny what you said about the crowd, too, because if you watch a Japanese... Especially a big Japanese match. You know, wrestling matches, it's all about the story. Everybody knows that it's predetermined. It's not about that. It's about... The path to get you there. Yeah. It's about the story and living in that moment, and the jap. You know the matches. They make think of it like a three act structure, like a film. Yeah. And the first act is the exposition, and the crowds. They're big and they're happy when they come out and they're cheering. And then as soon as they lock up, the crowd goes quiet. Totally quiet. And in that first act, they're watching. They they start to ooh and ah. Well, there was and, also some real grappling going on. Yeah, they were doing some mat yeah. wrestling. Yeah, that was in like, the first act. That was that was actually interesting to watch. That yeah. was really cool to watch. I thought. And then in the second act, when the conflict starts to get more intense, they start stomping their feet. Yeah. And then in the third act, it's a full out roar. Right, right. It was pretty. It's pretty incredible. It is. I mean, it's. I feel like wrestling is mo is. Outsider looking in, I would say that the most, 
the, the thing that I admire most about it is what a like communal thing it seems to be. Mm-hmm. It seems to be an almost spiritual like ritual. Uh, like I would it, agree with you. I mean, it's it's like it, it's close to spiritual for me. It, it feels, I've had it religious feels like moments. Old, old, old theater. Yeah, like, like, like Greek. No. Oh, shit. like ancient, like Greek, like like. Well, the Greeks invented wrestling. Exactly, and they invented theater. Yes, in the in the Western world. God they, bless they you, invented. Greeks. Uh, Good lord. And I think no, that was. No, never mind. Uh, anyway, but but, but it, it feels like because people just get so because that's what theater was like back like four thousand years ago. It was it was this huge event where thousands and thousands of people would show up, and it was just like this little tiny stage inside of these huge stadiums, and they would tell these just like fucking wild stories that were insanely violent and and, and would cause real like visceral like. Ah! Like, like like reactions and even I mean even further along into history you can see that shit in Shakespeare oh yeah like 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 even just 500 years ago like some of the like some of those history plays are just like fucking wrestling matches yeah or, or like sword fighting matches whatever you want to call it they're battles well, like, like like Macbeth is just a big battle yeah it's one fight scene after another with with you know, with a couple of monologues and a couple of character building moments spliced in between. Oh, I have been thinking this for years. Yeah, that you could, you could make realistic and make a shitload of money as a wrestling promotion if you adapted Shakespearean storylines. I've been saying for years that Macbeth is the best pro wrestling storyline that has ever been done. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's got everything. It's got uh, from what I can tell for like 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 the fucking. Uh, the witches or the wing, the, the ring girls. Yeah, like 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 come on. <laughs> and uh, Lady Macbeth is the is the manager. Yeah. Is Macbeth's right evil manager right. who's pushing him down a bad path. Right, and he ends up defeating his best friend Banquo, and it, like it's come all, on. like come on. Like, and then WrestleMania is Burnham Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the characters like work the crowd in the text. Yeah. Much, you know, just kind of like these guys. They don't talk. Obviously, they don't talk. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of talking in this. Not in this, because this, this was a big show-off, showdown. Yeah. This was the blow-off. But I've seen wrestling where there's a lot of talking. That's Yeah, WWE's WWE got a lot of talking. WWE does a lot of talking, and, it, and, it, and they work the crowd, and, and, mm-hmm. it, and it feels just, like, very ancient and very, like, like, it's something that's always going to show up one way or another, mm-hmm. be, it, be it through... Vaudeville, be it through Shakespeare, be it through Oedipus, be it through you know professional wrestling. Professional wrestling, yeah. I, and I, it's just I don't know. I I love it. I well, I don't love it, but I maybe I do love it. I maybe. love that. That's that. I love that aspect of it. And I love the communal thing, like yeah. you said, the communal part of it. Because you show me these like crowd shots whenever you were at WrestleMania. It's just fucking bananas. And the whole the whole experience of that too is amazing. Specifically, New Orleans. New yeah. Orleans was the perfect town for this because everything's central. Everything's right down there by the French Quarter, and I'm telling you, there were hundreds of thousands of fans in town for that weekend. Yeah, because there's also 40 other shows going right. on. It's not just Mania. Right. There's well, WWE, but there's everything else going on in town too. So there's like a couple hundred thousand people in town, and everybody's out on Bourbon Street. Yeah, all in their wrestling gear. 
the the bars were playing wrestling entrance themes. Yeah. And everybody was just having a good time. Right. It was the first time I've been to Bourbon Street and didn't see a single fight. Wow. The only fight I saw was fake because people were doing pro wrestling in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> the cops said... The cops, because WrestleMania was in New Orleans four years ago, and the cops said, yeah, the wrestling fans, y'all are our favorite crowd. Yeah. Y'all are our favorite crowd of people that come to town for an event, because y'all are just here to have fun, and y'all all love each other. That's so cool. I'm like, yeah, because we're in this together. Right. It's us against the world. Right, right. Well, kind of. I mean, I mean, you guys are a huge community now. We are much bigger now than we were five years ago. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think that's really cool. And I think it harkens like, to something like within the human spirit that shouldn't be scoffed at and shouldn't be I don't know I feel like I wrote wrestling off a lot of people did I feel like a lot of people write wrestling off I definitely used to um but I think that's the wrong I think that's wrong minded I agree I agree a lot of people try to you know they get up their own ass about it being scripted and like blah 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 and I'm like you know what we can talk about that if who you cares? want to but <laughs> if you want to fight see a real fight watch a real fight yeah watch UFC and be bored go while they world, hug on the ground for world, five world minutes worldstar.com yeah go to worldstar watch, watch somebody get some... punched on the subway oh my god remember that chick on twitter <laughs> inside the McDonald's throwing yes. that dude around oh my god <laughs> this chick this chick was a wrestler she was a fucking like martial artist. So there's this lady in a McDonald's oh and she You can find this very easily. You can just Google She hip tosses a grown man. Yeah. And, and she does it with perfect form. <laughs> she has a wide tries base. To get up and she's like, no, you stay down, motherfucker. She has a wide base. She rotates through the hips. <laughs> yeah. She does it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. She just plants it, her leg down and then just fucking annihilates this You dude. sent that to me and I was like, oh, this lady has background. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's got martial <laughs> arts or UFC or uh, and then that amateur dude, wrestling. And he just looks so scared. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like you, can, you can barely see his face. But he's, he's like just, backing up and trying like, to get what, up. And what just, happened? What happened? What, how did I... Like, I thought I was about to beat up a lady. <laughs> and now, now this is happening. <laughs> She's just Why am I on at, the ground? She's just coming at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Speaking of wrestlers making a big stink. Dude, but Dave, a good stink. Yeah, a good stink. James Gunn is not officially back yet. No, and I don't think he... I don't know if he is going to be back. But they're using a script. Yeah. They're using a script because Batista... We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3... Volume three, um, um, starring nobody since the whole cast is dead. Yeah, uh, according to the MCU. <laughs> uh, but uh, James Gunn was very famous, was very publicly uh, uh, fired by Disney because of some some, some really bad jokes that he made a few years ago. Basically, what it was was right wing conservatives. They wanted to take out liberals because liberals took out Roseanne. Right. It was reactionary. It was a hit job. Yeah. This dude compiled a bunch of, you know... They were bad jokes. Old tweets. Really bad jokes. They were really bad jokes that he had already previously addressed. James Gunn had personally already been like, that was a weird time in my life. Yeah, I'm really uh, sorry about this. I'm really sorry. That's not who I am. Uh, I was just... He had already said all this. But then, one of the funny things that kind of... not funny. One of the human things that I laughed at uh, <laughs> was he searched James Gunn tweets 2007, 2008, 
But then he, instead of searching it, he just tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's clearly panicking. Anyway. So the whole cast has been trying. They signed, they wrote this big letter yeah. to Disney right. in, in public, open letter, saying that he's a great guy and they love working for him and, and they can't imagine doing this without him. And Dave Batista straight up said, I will not do Guardians 3 if, if we... Don't at least Gunn. use the script that he wrote. Yeah. Um, because he's, I mean, he's... He is Guardians, let's He be is honest. Guardians. Like, he, like, he, like, like, that is his. And it's honestly the, I think it's the best. I think it's the best Marvel thing. Marvel thing. I'm not a huge Marvel guy, and I yeah. love Guardians. I like Marvel a lot. Um, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Marvel guy, but, but I do like it a lot. And Guardians just knocks it, like... Like, fuck all the other movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 in terms of, like, if you want to just sit down and, like, sit down and, like, ha- and enjoy a movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. is great. Because it's, like, Star Wars, but sillier. Yeah. And, like... And I personally, I'm just super happy for Dave Bautista. Yeah. Right. I mean, he I've, kills it in that role. Oh, he's so good. And I watched him for years in wrestling, and I watched him come in as, like, this older guy who they were giving him a shot because of how he looked. I watched him struggle. I watched him get better. Yeah. I watched him become the best heel in the business to becoming one of the top baby faces to going back to being an even better heel than he was before. And then he left and he came back and the comeback wasn't so hot. Oh, really? But like, it was for a whole nother reason though. Uh-huh. It's because they were trying to push him for his comeback when they were promoting Guardians 1. Oh, um, so they were trying to push him to, as this baby face when he's naturally a heel. Okay. And nobody wanted it. They At that time, Daniel Bryan was white hot. The fans wanted Daniel Bryan, and they would stop at nothing. And the fans ended up getting the main event of WrestleMania changed. Wow. And Dave Batista tapped out to Daniel Bryan. Okay. And he I don't played, know what that he, means, but He played the good. game. He played the game, and... Uh, he's, a, he's a great He's a actor. great guy, and he, I'm so happy for him in this role... I think he's fantastic as, Dra- as um, yeah. Drax. Drax. And, uh, I, I'm, uh, and I'm just glad that he like kind of took, he took a big, big gamble. Yeah, saying he did. that took a huge risk. Um, and I love it. I, I, I love it when artists stand up for what they believe in. And he, and you know, he, and you know, really, what he, what he, what he, the the risk that he took really was a compromise. Mm-hmm. But it was a big ask because. James Gunn was verboten in Disney's eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and now he may not be. Yeah. Which I hope I hope that he comes back. I hope that they... I mean, I don't know who they've lined up to direct that movie yet. I don't know if they even have to line up anybody. I don't think anybody. they have. So, but speaking like, of Dave Batista, yeah. his old tag team partner, Randy Orton, who's still a WWE guy, yeah. is currently under investigation by, from WWE because an old writer... <laughs> told the story of what Randy Orton used to do to new writers when they first came onto the team. <laughs> he would, and you haven't heard this. This okay. is Matt's first time Tell hearing me. this. He would <laughs> walk into the room with the new writer. He'd pull his dick out and like play with his dick oh with God. his right hand and then go in and say, Hi, I'm Randy Orton. Shake my hand. Oh my God. What's wrong? You won't shake my hand? 
You won't, you won't shake Randy Orton's hand? You want me to go tell Vince and Steph that, no. that you're big-timing Randy Orton? No. And he'd be real serious and he'd back him into a corner? All this while his dick's hanging out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. This former That's writer, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. This former writer, Court Bauer, told this on a podcast, and now Randy Orton's under investigation. Man, that's... I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Randy went through a lot of shit when he was younger, because he became famous when he was 21, God. so he went through alcohol and drugs. I am and, so... Like, I, there was ne- it was never going to happen, but I am so glad that I didn't get famous at that age. Oh, my God. Like, I would be like, a mess. Good God. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cause exact, cause yeah, it's like oh, I, like if 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 I, I were famous when shit. I was twenty one years old, people would be like, Matt Butterfield is a raging alcoholic. <laughs> He's out of control. He's somebody gonna, get a control. Somebody get a handle on Matt Berry. He's gonna kill himself. It's, he's at Eskimo Hut at two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking two dollar pitchers of Ziegenbach. These men are animals. <laughs> Somebody help him. Speaking of some motherfuckers needing some help. Yeah. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Mila Kunis. Mila in this Kunis. New movie that I caught earlier this week called The Spy Who Dumped Me. I wanted <laughs> to see The Black Klansman. It was sold out. And so I settled. I settled for uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Spy Who Dumped Me with Mila Kunis, Kate McKinnon. Not a bad movie. It's a stupid movie. It's a very dumb movie. <laughs> Not a bad movie, though. But the thing that bugged me was that she was something... Mila Kunis is the main character, and Kate's like the, the, the clown. Yeah. And uh, she is somehow suppo- like supposed to be thought of as an unattractive loser with nothing going for her at the beginning of this movie <laughs> who's just gotten dumped because she just deserved it oh my because, and God. it's because she's she's a cashier at Trader Joe's you glasses and ponytail freak and yeah yes <laughs> she didn't have glasses but yes and and like the whole plot of the movie is she finds out you know her her ex-boyfriend's a spy she ends up going on this crazy adventure but her big visual arc is that she becomes blonde and wears a push-up bra and then puts on a pretty dress. And now she is the beautiful Mila Kunis. And that just, like, sucks to me. Because why can't she just be hot throughout the whole movie and funny? Yeah, because she's a hot person. Because you can't, like, look at Mila Kunis and think... Oh, what a loser! What an ugly piece of shit! What, well, I see why that. I see why she got dumped. She's got. She's boring. Oh. No, she's not. Jesus! All she has to do to not be boring is take her shirt off. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! But, but, but like that—that that was kind of crass. But but uh, but but do you know what I mean? It's like, I know like, what you mean. I know what you mean. It's ridiculous. There's this like ridiculous mo- notion of that. That I see a lot in movies where, like, attractive women are either unfunny, uninteresting, or succubuses. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if if they if the story needs to be about this other girl, she's always made to be ugly and a loser at the beginning. 
And it just, like, I don't know. It just didn't work it's for like me. It's like her whole social worth is based on how attractive she is. Right. And, and like, you know, there's this, there's an unfortunate stereotype that, uh, uh, you know, a tr- hot girls aren't funny. Which they totally are. Which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, it's a like, ridiculous like hot trope. girls can definitely be funny. Some hot girls aren't funny. A lot of hot girls aren't funny. Just like a lot of hot people aren't funny. Just like a lot of just people aren't people funny. People aren't funny. Funny people are a rare breed. Right. And Mila we're not. Kunis we're not funny. normal. Like and Mila <laughs> Kunis is funny. Like she's on Family Guy for years. She's on uh, that '70s show. That '70s show. That '70s show. Funny. And then, like, to have this like ridiculous character arc of Dracula musical. Sorry, yeah. I had a Mila Kunis moment. Yeah, Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> that's another one where that's another one where she's like played down yeah. the whole time. She's the girl that's like left over. Uh, and it's and it's I work in a hotel. Uh, Sarah Marshall's so cool. Uh, she's on a she, shitty TV show. It's like I don't want to date a shitty uh, actress. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Got a little friend over here. A little um, Bruce crawling up so in here. So don't at me, bro. Mila Kunis with don't, your hot self. Don't at me, Mila Kunis. You know who, you know, don't at me. Don't, don't at me. Don't at me, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. What's the deal? Why is he so thoroughly unlikable? How many times does one man have to publicly fail <laughs> before he stops being cast? <laughs> You know what was funny? Uh, before The Incredibles, they were playing... No, before Coco. Oh. They were playing a 20-minute Frozen thing. Oh, God. And it was so... And it was all Josh Gad. I hope I don't melt! It was, it was all that snowman singing a song for 20 minutes. Oh, and it was so badly received that after the first weekend, they stopped showing it. <laughs> all these Dude, like kids started crying. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so over Josh Gad. I was a big proponent when, you know, Book of Mormon came out. And he's yeah. really funny in Book of Mormon. Right. Um, except, you know, Andrea saw it near the end of his run and he was kind of phoning it in, which I don't appreciate. I, I didn't see him in that I've show. seen plenty of clips of him and I've listened to the cast album so many times. He's really, really funny in that. Yeah. And it's a great well, that's performance. That's a really, really funny show. This is true. He got a lot of success and notoriety and film and television opportunities based off of his success in that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, big guy, fellow big guy. I, I remember feeling, I remember seeing him, uh... Uh, in a newspaper, actually, and yeah. being like, "Whoa, this is cool!" Like, yeah. the, like a big, big dude is like, is like a star of a Broadway show. Like, yeah, I'm in theater and, school right now. This is great for me. And you know it, what I mean? Everything but, he's done since then is just unfunny. And un, and un, he's not. I don't like him when he talks. No, he's unlikable. He comes off as like he's he's smug. Yeah. Well, you know, he's one of those like he had he was Mr. Successful actor and you know debater in high school. Got a like a full ride to Carnegie Mellon. Straight out of Carnegie Mellon, he was signed to a giant agency. Like who's his dad? I don't know. Who's his uncle? Mr. Gad. I don't know. It's like it's like that one. I'm not gonna it's say like he had everything just kind of put up to him. I don't think he's very talented. Yeah. I don't think he's very funny. He hasn't had a good show or a good movie. And Since they keep like, like, ever. They keep just like trying to wedge him into Murder shit. Murder on the too. Orient, Orient Express. 
did anybody see that you, fucking train wreck? No. Literally. They just keep trying to wedge him into shit. Yeah. And just force him down our throats. I Ew. haven't seen a Hollywood force job this blatant since Justin Long. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sick of Josh Gad. <laughs> Get him off my television. Justin Get him Long. out of my movies. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, fucking bro. There we go. All right. Episode 11 in the books. In the books. In the books. We done did it. We done did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Matt Beery, uh, at Matt Beery 06 on Twitter, at Matt Beery 06 on Instagram and Facebook. At Matters on Instagram, at Twitter on, twi- uh, on Twitter. What? <laughs> at what? Twitterfield. At Twitterfield on Twitter. <laughs> Fucked my own self up. Uh, Again, send us your questions. Send us your love. Send us your money. Yeah. The Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com. We're going to be seeing you later. <laughs> Adios, fuckers.